Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? Going well, how are you? I'm doing well. It's the Friday, February 25th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Hey, did I tell you I like Fridays? Yes. Because it's the weekend. Yeah. It's good. They're good. I think I think everybody likes. Well, if you're if you're a Monday through Friday worker and the weekend that comes, the best thing. then you like the Fridays. Especially you know, during football season. That's right. That's then right. Especially during football season. A little less so. A uh, little less so because now basketball and baseball and hockey they're all spread all over the place. All over the week. All over the week. Uh, so you know who uh, who may like Fridays in terms of starting a basketball game for his new team. That would be uh, a Mr. James Harden. Is he going to play in the game tonight? Yes, he will be playing his, his debut uh, as a 76er. So he debuts as a 76er against the Nets? Against the Minnesota the ah, Wolves. Okay, against the T-Wolves. Okay. Got it. What do we think is going to happen? Are they going to... He's starting, right? Yeah, he'll, okay. I believe he'll be part of the starting lineup. Um, so, yeah, it will be an interesting game uh, to see exactly how how he's going to look um, if, as he joins with Joel Embiid because the big question is, is him and Joel Embiid going to be have good chemistry? Got to get the chemistry, chemistry going. Down, which is the big reason many people are worried about the Nets is because of the chemistry issues. But, I mean, this, this 76ers team is not going to look like the same 76ers team that we saw just a couple weeks ago before the All-Star break because of the gigantic trade that sent Drummond and Seth Curry and uh, Ben Simmons and draft choices all uh, to the Nets. And all of the, the uh, all it's the quite a haul got. that they took back on that one. Yeah, and I mean, all the seventy six really got was James Harden and uh, Paul Millsap, and then they have got the rest of their guys. So they've got good pieces still, but the lo- loss of Seth Curry, I think, might be a little bit. I mean, I think the James Harden trade helps, but Seth Curry was such a great shooter. James Harden doesn't fill that gap in any way, as far as shooting does. I think Seth Curry is a better. Uh, defense and offensive player wrapped into one than James Harden uh, right now at this stage of his career and what we saw in the Nets that he was. So that's kind of a scary proposition for the the, uh, the the 76ers as they move forward. Um, I'm excited to see what the chemistry looks like between uh, Joel Embiid and, and uh, James Harden. I said before the trade that I think they'll have good chemistry. I think they'll, they'll be uh, – Joel Embiid will be fed enough that the trade will be worth its while. But my concern is also – how selfish is he going to be with the basketball? Because I, although I think that will happen a little bit here and there, I also believe that James Harden is the type of player that wants to be a superstar. Uh, and, and when you want to be a superstar, sometimes you're not as willing to give the ball up to the other players. So he's going to have to be selfless with the ball and get passing in because that's when they have success is when the ball gets moved around the court efficiently and well. But Joel Embiid is such a player that you need to give him the basketball enough that teams have to uh, keep him accountable which then is going to open up your basketball game. So there's going to be a lot of questions that will still remain after this game, and people are going to try to answer those questions after the game with the results of the game. But you can't really do that, just like you can't take what the Nets result was last night, like we'll talk about in a little bit, against the Celtics and say that's what the, the Nets are now going to be. With this team, they've been completely decimated uh, as far as their some of their best players that they had on the roster. And now they got James Harden, and it concerns me a little bit for their defense. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid and Danny Green, uh, Thibault, and all these guys are still playing decent defense, and they're good offensively. So these guys are still the same. 
Um, but they did lose, like I said, Seth Curry, which kind of does scare me as far as their future and what is going to come for him. So James Harden's had to make a heck of an imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't be- I believe that for a full team, this is not going to really say that much for the rest of the season as a full team. With James Harden, it's going to say a lot because James Harden pushed out of the Rockets. He pushed out of the Nets. He didn't like either of those teams, butting heads with the leadership, all that stuff. So if he doesn't play well in this game and he forced out of the other two teams and he's demanding all this and he's ex- he's acting like he's this really good superstar player, and we've seen him in time, especially during the Rocket days of playing that way, he's going to have to play that way immediately coming out of the gate because he put that much pressure on himself. The media's not putting that pressure on him. The fans aren't putting that pressure on him. And I, I get they are putting pressure on him, but the pressure is made for, uh, by himself for himself. So he's going to have to answer the bell. He's going to have to play well. He's, I'm ex- I, I would have to expect to be happy with the trade and say they made a good decision. He's going to have to have at least one block, maybe a steal, one block steal together, and at least drop 25 points in this game and have at least five or six assists, especially to Joel Embiid. That way, we know that things are going in the right direction. Yeah. But if he doesn't have very many assists in this game, and the blocks and stuff aren't there, but he still drops 25, I say there's more questions to be asked. Yeah. Um, but if he drops 10 points, I mean, it's going to result in the amount of time he plays because they might take him a little slow, especially coming out with the injury. But if he plays a good amount of time, I expect a good amount of points from the, that time. But make a lasting impact for as ever long you are playing because that will decide if this was a bust trade or did the 76ers make a huge mistake in making this trade interesting uh, in your ability. Uh, on paper, the Nets won that trade. On the court, that remains to be seen. Yep. And it starts today. All right. Yeah. And then we got to figure out when Ben Simmons is going to play. Yeah. As, and Kevin Durant, who's been yeah. injured since January. Within, yeah. Like when can we get all those guys on the court? So last night, the Nets right? Harden's yeah. former team, team we're talking about, played the Boston Celtics and did not do well. Now, granted, you know, like we just said, their top three dudes weren't on the court. Of course, yes. So uh, anything uh, to panic about there if you're a Nets fan or no? Just, hey, dude's not playing. Uh, I believe against a pretty good Celtics team. Very good Celtics team. They're 12 and out of 14, 12 wins out of the last 14 games. So they've they've been playing extremely well. I believe it's it's not an issue of bad play it was an issue of like you said three guys were on the court and chemistry is still building between the guys that they've added Andrew Drummond and Seth Curry these guys need to get into this roster kind of hold their own and get things going there was the the in that game everyone's going to point to the fact that they should have played lights out and the big three weren't there those are like the two excuses to why they play bad or why they uh, or why they should have won uh and, and I believe that they had time where you looked at them and they said wow they're really really good team they're just lacking a little bit of chemistry and at times they're like they really need to dial this up and fix things up i believe that their defense has improved with seth curry being on their team and Drummond being on their team i believe it will be even more increased when kevin durant Kyrie Irving, and ben simmons are on the court but especially ben simmons and that's why i think that they won that deal is because ben simmons is a better defensive player than and someone they need to get to the to the line and be able to do it on either side of the court that's what they got with him um and I think in this game, it was just the, the Nets would have time of good defense, like I said, but then it wouldn't last long enough, so the Celtics would get on these really long, sh- hot streaks and knock down the points and get up really big margins and kind of hold them, and then every time they start to crawl back into the game, if you're the Nets, uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown and uh, Williams and all those guys would just basically just say no and then continue to do their hot streak. Uh, each team had their own fair share of struggles, but it, it, it was the, it was the uh, Celtics that came out of the gate hot and didn't really cool ever they just kept going and so i believe it's just gonna be one of those things that if they can find a way to 
build more chemistry, which is going to happen in time. They're still really young together. There was an all-star break, so there wasn't that opportunity to play on the court. Uh, so if they can build chemistry, they need to get the guys back, and we, we'll have to see when that's going to happen. I haven't really heard anything there, but I'll give you an update on yes, yeah, sports when I do. Uh, so when they get that figured out, and then also uh, when they all come back on the court, there's even more chemistry that has to be built. So as of right now, it's just going to be uh, kind of blind leading the, leading the blind a little bit as far as can we build chemistry in an area where some of these guys are already there and kind of have chemistry, but we're also adding better players on top of them, so they're going to have to find a way to kind of you know hold their zones, play their – defense but also trust each other being they've not played uh with each other uh ever except for a few games so they're gonna have a lot of success there also i believe that the all-star break might have been a little bit of an issue for the nets because like i said chemistry cannot be built when you're not on when the you're not together. playing so that all-star break of like a week or a little over a week or however long that was certain players are playing that game so they might be a little bit more tired there's some rust in those games and people point to the all-star break and say they should be rested but resting is sometimes not great in a basketball game where you're playing every single day, and that's where chemistry is built, especially after a big trade like this. So certain teams might be better after the break, but teams like the Nets and the uh, 76ers, teams that just did those really big trades aren't going to be uh, quite as good as they were before the break because that chemistry needs to be built. But there's no need to be have concern because the players that you have, the players that you acquire via that trade are going to be super helpful for you long-term, and they're going to be really good basketball players that can definitely knock down shots and be able to fill in the blanks that James Harden left. You just have to let them have time to get onto the court. Uh, Kyrie Irving's going to be able to play more games now uh so there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be coming in the future for him all they got to do is remain healthy and ben simmons has been able to remain healthy longer than james harden has been able to remain healthy because uh ben simmons is also obviously younger he's all has fresher legs because he hasn't played all this season so he doesn't have all that wear and tear uh, so there's a lot to like about this team and what they could go to we just have to wait and see like i said what type of games these guys play when they do come back in i believe i saw uh, I think it was for Ben Simmons that he could play within this week, maybe next, definitely next week. So we'll be able to see these teams kind of shuffle back in, and I'm excited to see what we get. Okay, I bet you right now listeners are looking at their podcasting app and seeing, like, am I running in two times? Am I running in, like, 1.75 times? Because holy cow, you are a fast talker, my friend. So much, so much good stuff in there. All right, let's jump over to the NFL uh, let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little broadcast right. for a few minutes. Okay. So there's like a bunch of uh, shakeups going on across the the broadcasting landscape as you know number one teams for the various uh, outlets are are kind of being moved around a little bit. Uh, we have Amazon now taking over the Thursday night slot. Um, and putting that on Prime, I think, exclusively. Yeah, exclusively. And then we've got, you know, Monday Night Football. They're doing some experimenting with multiple crews. Uh, there's just a there's just a lot a lot going on. Um, and uh, and so I think there was I think it was uh, was it Troy that was going was rumored to be going to Amazon, yeah. and that was sort of the thought for a long time. And then yes. boom, now he is uh, he is on ESPN, presumably to. Uh, to helm what Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football, yeah. yeah, the lead analyst. And so, will Joe Buck join him? That's the rumor in uh, the booth. They they want to. They're trying to make a push for him to bring him away. F- I almost said Fox Sports. Now e- Amazon. So that's gonna take some getting used to. But yeah, I mean, if I mean, I think it'd be smart for Joe Buck to go to uh, go to 
trying to remember all that. ESPN. ESPN. Thank you. Uh, Rejoin Troy. Troy. And then it's a smart move because you're going from Thursday night football, which is usually not the best football, to Monday night football, which is usually a better game of football. The broadcast booth stays the same. But if it's not going to be him, Al Michaels has come up as a possible option, which was supposed to be. So they Troy Aikman and Al Michaels? On Monday night football? No, but he was supposed to go to Thursday Night Football with Troy Aikman. That didn't really work. Well, out Al Michaels used to be on Monday Night Football. I just don't know about the chemistry because I I think just like NFL and sports have sure. chemistry, broadcasters have Absolutely. chemistry together. So to break up Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and man, Joe I Buck like the Cruz. I, I, I like the Cruz as they are. Yeah, as well as I, I just don't know about just tearing them apart and putting them on different broadcast stations. I mean, maybe Tro- uh, Joe Buck and. Al Michaels might be a good deal. I don't know. It's just going to depend on where everyone goes. But a couple guys that, I mean, I really didn't, I, I knew they would probably try this at some point was Sean Payton. Yeah, so Sean Payton is going to, he's rumored to be taking the number one analyst slot for Fox. Yeah, and then also uh, Tom Brady as, as possible guys that could also join these booths. So we're going to get some. Maybe Tom could bo- could play. Maybe he could come out of retirement, play, and do the booth at the same time. <laughs> What do you think? I don't know if he can do that. I, I don't Tom? Know if he can do that. Maybe. Tom Brady would be the one that would be able to do it, but maybe I don't know if you can do it because of Monday <laughs> Night Football and everything. But uh, yeah. he just goes whenever the whenever the other team's offense is on the field. He runs, he runs up to the booth, and doesn't comes back down, calls it, and comes back down. He's got the suit underneath all the shoulder yeah. pads, everything, just lifts it off and goes whatever, back dude. In. It's or Tom he Brady. Just wears a helmet and doesn't yeah. wear and just wears a suit on the field. Yeah, like he just he goes into the booth full full full. full uh, Uniform and Full everything. uni, yeah. And then just runs back down during commercial break. <laughs> sure. It's easy. It's Tom Brady. It's, 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 Bring it on. Nothing's hard. Bring but it on. I think it's interesting to kind of think about, like, where could these guys go? I was surprised to see um, Troy Aikman do, just go to ESPN because I wasn't aware ESPN was going to shake things up at all. I thought they were just going to stay with the same group. Obviously, the last two years have been completely different groups, so I hope they bring it back down to just two people and not three people. I didn't really like that format. Uh, Amazon's going to have to figure out something and where, where they're going to go. Uh, and then if Al Michaels leaves, Sunday Night Football has also been kind of dismantled. And now every single booth has, has at least one guy but also needs a second guy. We'll know a lot more as the season goes along, but it must be fun to be those different networks, calling yeah. and calling and calling and calling, and then hoping you beat the other network to that guy and be able to sign him. But I want to see – I mean, if Tom Brady's – I mean, this will all kind of decide everything. If Tom Brady answers the call and says, yeah, I'm coming, obviously he's not coming out of retirement to play football. He's going to the booth like we thought he would. But I think the more interesting storyline is Sean Payton because many people thought he might try to do the Cowboys after a year of retirement, and maybe he signs a one-year deal. Well, he could do – yeah, go up in the booth. booth. This is uh, – who did this? Uh, and then just it, come back down. Who was the tight end that did this? He was uh, – Oh, Greg Olson? No, it wasn't Greg Olson. It no. was uh, um, Dallas. Uh, Dallas oh, is uh, Jason Witten. Jason Witten, yeah, he went up into the booth and then he came out for a year and then he came back out of retirement. So that's and also again. possible for maybe that's what maybe that's what uh, Tom Brady and Sean Payton were doing. They were retired for a year and then go to the, the <laughs> then go to the same team together. See how it works and then <laughs> just bolt and just go somewhere together. Uh, but that's also an option for what comes next for both of them. We also know Tom Brady is now an actor, so congratulations. Oh, he's an actor. He's uh, doing a movie now okay. uh, about himself, basically. Oh. Uh, doing a it's like a Three it, guys going to the Super Bowl, that the Atlanta Super Bowl. Okay. Three people went there. So he's going to be in that movie. So get ready for Tom Brady to do his acting. Uh, and then he goes up to the booth, and then he comes back. That's just like Tom Brady. Like anything could happen because he's done like what he's been able to do. So nothing seems impossible uh, other than him playing at the same time and going on the field. But it might happen. But, yeah, I, I, I think 
I'd like to see Tom Brady go up in the booth. It would kind of just like figure things out a little bit more. But then again, it doesn't really solidify him actually being retired because people can go into the booth and come back out. But I mean, the rumor was that Sean Payne was going to go into retirement and then come back out and go for uh, the next couple of years, try to get to the Dallas job for Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, and so when I thought about it at first, I'm like, wow, that's kind of shocking. But maybe we could just do Joe Buck and Sean Payton and Tom Brady and Troy Aikman uh, on e- and ESPN and just have them do the games. I think Tom Brady fits the ESPN role. I don't think we're going to be able to put them all on one network. We need to spread no, no, them out. No, no. Yes, Amazon gets uh, Joe Buck and, and uh, No, but you're forgetting Payton. about Fox. We still got games on Sunday. We right, still need Fox. We still need CBS. they got to figure who they want to get. Well, I'm just I'm saying. I'm just talking about the big ones, the yeah. Monday night and the Thursday night, who, who are really the ones that – we're talking about here, but I, who is Sunday Night Football going to get? Because that group was just fantastic. They did a great job on the Super Bowl as well. Well, it could just be Collinsworth and Michaels, right? Or is Michaels Al definitely Michaels gone? Is gone definitely gone. He seems like he's moving on to a different, okay. different network. At least he's rumored to. All right. Well, we I think we just have to kind of let this play out and see what happens. Pieces but it's definitely uh, it's place. it's the you know kind of the biggest broadcasting shakeup that we've seen in a very very long time uh going back to maybe when monday night football left abc and went to espn there was a big shakeup at that point um when uh when john madden uh became number one and for fox he went over to fox and uh and i think al michaels joined him there uh after madden had been paired up with al um with uh pat summerall for so long uh, but yeah, so it's definitely going to be exciting to see those voices, those personalities move around a little bit. Kind of an end of an era kind of thing. For yeah, these it's just networks. a just a transition. Amazon's the one thing I will say. Amazon needs to fix their logo. It looks like a guitar. Player. Okay. I, I, I just can't. All right, that's it fine. Needs to be a football. I got gotcha. you. a football. It's a shield of some kind, right? It's a shield. It's I a think pick. it's supposed to be. I it's don't think pick. so. Uh, okay, so let's turn our attention to the quarterback situation and what's happening with quarterbacks around the NFL. It looks like this is also going to be a year where we get a lot of a lot of superstar quarterbacks shuffling around. At least um, that that appears to be uh, potentially the case. Uh, teams are hammering the Green Bay Packers trying to work out a trade for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. No indication as to whether or not the Green Bay Packers are willing to uh, to entertain these offers or whether or not they'll be serious about it. But uh, I guess Aaron is supposed to give the team his perspective on whether or not he intends to retire by March 8th. Yeah, so it's coming up. So, And also, like, like you said, the, the, there's offers on the table for the Green Bay Packers to pick uh, somebody up, but... The, but the, the GM's like, I haven't promised I'll trade him. So he's kind of just dragging his feet a little bit. Devonta Adams has completely stolen contract talks with the, the Green Bay Packers. So nothing's really happening there. Uh, I'd be curious to see who in the world they're talking about when they say there's trade offers, who those guys are, and who, who uh, unless it's just the 49ers and the and Denver Broncos are the two teams that have it right now. but Or maybe in the Saints, because the Saints also need a quarterback. But I, I just think it's interesting because, like, the uh, – Aaron Rodgers did that those tweets to the, the to thank everybody. He said it was just out of gratitude. He just wanted to thank people uh, and everyone that's made an impact in his life. But normally, when you do that, that means you're kind of gearing towards retirement. Uh, I just I think right now where I see Aaron Rodgers is I, I think I see him retiring. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I just don't think it's like I think there's so many middle of the road to rookie quarterbacks. Um, that are just kind of coming to league right now or trying to change teams, that it makes more sense to go with one of them than Aaron Rodgers. Now, it might sound odd because Aaron Rodgers has been who he is in the MVP for so many years, and 
uh, Tom Brady is now retired, so there's an opportunity to kind of take over and be be that guy that everyone that's like the last veteran guy kind of in the league. But right now, like um, Kyler Murray might leave there now. They're trying to figure things out, and they're obviously going to try to bluff a little bit and tell you that things are looking good. We don't really know for certain, but Russell Wilson's trying to get to a different team. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a big part of it, but Jimmy Garoppolo and these guys are just. And, and even the commanders are looking for a new quarterback. So they those guys will be on the move. And then Ben Roethlisberger just retired. So those older guys are just kind of transitioning out, and the younger guys are coming in. So I think I just don't think it's wise to go for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or a guy like for the for Denver Broncos or the, the uh, 49ers at this point just because I just – Aaron Rodgers hasn't – done enough like i get the mvp stuff and that he has a bunch of passing records and all that stuff but he has one super bowl title and has been eliminated from the playoffs two times in a row and, and just hasn't i just feel like he's falling off a little bit I, I just feel like at this point football is more of a luxury than a desire and, and when you get to the point where it's more of a luxury than a desire as a football player you become complacent in your ability and not really wanting to get to the next level and I think that's why we've kind of hit a brick wall as far as this seems like this is all that Aaron Rodgers can give us it's not going to be another Super Bowl I mean Matthew Stafford just won the Super Bowl now they have the same amount they've got one so I think there's other quarterbacks in the league right now that are overlooked because of where Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is at and the hype that goes around him that I think these teams would be fine with the quarterbacks they have right now now I think Green Bay needs to keep him. I think Aaron Rodgers should stay in Green Bay. Now, I've never had this perspective, but I, I just think when you think about it logically, the shape of the league right now isn't these older quarterbacks nearing their 40s. It's younger 20- and 30-year-old middle-of-the-road type quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Mason Rudolph, depending on if they find a different quarterback or not, if you're the Steelers, Kirk Cousins, uh, Josh Allen, it's just all over the place. Jameis Winston, these guys that maybe not even the best quarterbacks, but they've proven they can do enough at the different spots they are in, in their career and the places that they've landed. So if you think about it, I mean, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater might not be able to win a playoff game, but they can do something for this Denver Broncos team. And maybe some of these other guys, these hidden gems that are overlooked by the shadow of Aaron Rodgers could be found if he just says, okay, I'm hanging it up or I'm staying with Green Bay. But I just think as of right now, there's not a whole lot to look at and say this is exactly why he would upgrade our team other than the, the precision of the pass is good. But even the best pass can be broken up by great defense. So you have to start winning football games. Now, if he won the last two years and got to the Super Bowl last year and eliminated Tom, eliminated Tom Brady in the playoffs or did something this year and tried to make some type of push against the Rams or some, or even against the 49ers and didn't get blown up in Lombardi uh, Field that, that, or uh, Lambeau Field, sorry, that is supposed to be their home team. They can handle their, their frigid, frigid weather, and, and then they just got blown up because of their kick return unit and the inability on offense. It just seems like at this point, the upside isn't really there, and I think because of the offseason that we've seen him have and the games that we've seen him play and the way he's handling things, it just seems like he's leaning towards retirement. I would be shocked 
if he says he comes. And I wouldn't be shocked if he went to a different team, but I'd be shocked if he said, I'm going to come back and they start winning football games and they win a Super Bowl with that new team, unless he goes to the 49ers because that team's in perfect position. Yeah. Uh, and that's just because of who they have around him. But if he goes to Denver, there's no chance they're making the playoffs or even the Super Bowl because their team's been absolutely destroyed by the Von Miller trade. So, yeah, I, I just think. I just think it's time. Is it just hang it up? Be like Tom Brady. Be like Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger, and go enjoy your go enjoy your retirement years. And just hang out. And go read watch your books. football. Move to Franklin, Tennessee, and read books. Read read some books and. He likes reading, so that be a seems fan. Like it's, it's it's a perfect situation for him. There you go. All right. So another high profile quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, out of Seattle. Uh, he, I guess, uh, went all Kyler Murray and pulled all references to Seattle off of his bio. socials. His bio. Off his bio. Okay. So that may indicate something's up. Um, I know he's been talking about potentially getting out of Seattle for a while. Uh, we've got a team down in Tampa that has a vacancy, and it, apparently uh, Tampa and Pittsburgh appear to be the odds-on favorite for where Russell Wilson might land. What do we think about Russell Wilson taking over for Tom Brady in Tampa? How compatible is that offense? Um, you know, Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, I, I think, are two different, different style quarterbacks. Yeah, Although I know Russell Wilson, you know, he really did, even though he was all about, you know, getting out of trouble with his legs early on in his career, he definitely has invested in becoming a more traditional style quarterback. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. He wants to drop back mm-hmm. and throw the ball, uh, not run. So uh, how do you think he does in, in Tampa? Is that an, is that an upgrade for them at the quarterback slot, given his, um, his, his weapons? Uh, upgrade, yes. Uh, as far as the quarterbacks that are out there to grab, I mean, upgrade not not from what they not from what they have now, but from yeah, Tom mean, Brady. Like, but like the op- opportunities that they have, or like uh, from the other quarterbacks <laughs> they have around the league, like the options, like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, whatever. Yes, it is an upgrade as far as that. He's is the best available option yes, right now if he's available. If he's a, even if he's available. But how you know, like how big is of a how big a gap do you think there is between him and Tom Brady? Him stepping into that role. He's very good. He's very serviceable. Obviously, the offense needs to factor in what he does. Right, yeah, of course. Um, but if you think about the fall-off that you get in the quarterback position going from Brady to Russell Wilson, if they can upgrade in some other areas, potentially... There's, there's no there's no fall-off. Cause it, there's, like, no fall-off. The, the reason I... like because. Right now, like before, I said Kyler Murray made a better fit and Tampa Bay because of his legs. And but the difference is there's a lot of difference between Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. But DK Metcalf has a counterpart in Mike Evans. Like they, they, they're the same type of wide receiver, yeah. big body wide receiver, does the same route styles, everything. Godwin and Tyler Lockett, same type of wide receivers, have the exact same route patterns, everything. Okay, so they got that offensive line, major upgrade, major upgrade. <laughs> I mean, Russ Wilson's not going to hit the turf nearly as much. Not going to be right because he can get he can get out of trouble. He get out of trouble. But he can also, uh, he doesn't have to be as worried because, like, this offensive line, Tristan Wirfs and company are some of the best offensive tackles and offensive line in the league, period. So they don't let up a whole lot of sacks. And we saw it with Tom Brady in the two years. He did not hit the turf much. Defensively, again, a big upgrade as far as the pieces that are there. Um, my concern is by the time they can get a deal like this done, because I think Seattle's going to drive their feet quite a bit on this. I think it's going to be around the time of free agency and will these pieces be there by the time he gets there? Like will Godwin, 
uh, and still be there. Fournette and these. Well, guys, they still have those weapons. Are these free agents are they going to say okay, peace because we don't have a quarterback, we don't know who we're going to get, or are they going to be okay? I'm going to stay because there's a rumor. Normally, you don't stay because of rumors. Normally, you stay because there's a guy already in the building that you like. So when he gets there, are these pieces going to be there? If they are there, major upgrade. If they're not there, you're in a better situation back in Seattle uh, as yeah. opposed to Tampa Bay. That's why I'm not a huge fan of this trade unless they can get it done in the next couple of weeks. Got it. Don't see it be done. I think the commanders are a better trade. I think Pittsburgh by far is a better trade than commanders, but I think those are two options. And then I think a little swap between uh, the 49ers and Seattle for quarterbacks would also be a great option. The Steelers or the 49ers are the best two options that you can get yourself into uh, as far as that is concerned. Um, but I, I just think those – because those teams are going to keep – they're going to stay where they are because those teams have a quarterback, even if Russell Wilson doesn't come, they're happy with. So he's not going to be at jeopardy of losing all his good pieces. Seattle, the same thing. Unless he leaves, those pieces will stay. So I think it makes a lot more sense to go one of these other teams that are really desperate, especially if you're Seattle. Because if you go to the Commanders, you could pull Chase uh, Chase Young out of there. You can maybe even get uh, Terry McClory, uh, Terry, whatever his last name. I can't remember his last name, but uh, the wide receiver. Uh, and maybe you can even get um, Antonio Gibson. Some of these, maybe even three guys and a couple draft choices for Russell Wilson. You'd be like, okay, absolutely. You just upgraded my wide receiver core. You just upgraded my defense and you just gave me uh another running back to back of chris carson's and a bunch of uh draft choices that makes perfect sense if you go to the steelers uh, i think there might not be as much to take maybe there's some draft choices or whatever to take from there but i think that also makes sense because of the situation you're putting russell wilson into and then jimmy garoppolo you can get jimmy garoppolo the question i have is will the 49ers do that uh, it depends on the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's only a couple teams, the Saints, the Tampa Buccaneers, maybe Seattle, and then if, if the Vikings want to change transfer, which does not seem like they want to, but if they did, that's another option. But they want to send him to a winning situation. So if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers shut down and the four, uh, the Steelers don't work out, maybe that trade would take place. But I think the, the Tampa Bay trade makes the least sense if they don't get it done in the next couple of weeks. All right. Very good. Well, thank you for hanging out with me and talking through the latest headlines from umbiasports.com. Yeah. Appreciate you hanging out. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Then you'll know when the new episodes are out. Otherwise, have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the other side. See ya. See ya. God bless.